0: Welcome to the Daft Souls podcast. My name is Matt Lees. I'm joined by Quentin Smith. Hello, Matt. And this week we have a special guest, Pip War. Hello. How you doing, Pip?
1: I'm um, well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm, I'm well as well. <laughs> I've actually uh, had a fun time of, of playing playing games over the past week. You've been playing so much, man. It's a complete what? reversal of your character. Usually you don't play games. Usually you hate them. I hate video games, yeah. It's a, one of the best-kept uh, secrets in the industry. Now, No, I think I, I kind of go through waves of, like, work, 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 and don't have time to play any games. And then I kind of just burn out, and then I just recover by spending two or three weeks just playing games you which definitely. then allows me to talk about them again so it's, a, it's kind of a you sure made playing games for a living sound like a hostile ecosystem <laughs> <be> just there. <laughs> no it's more to do with my approach to 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 creating stuff rather than games it's fine i've played aside from street fighter 5 and people can listen to the contender podcast on the cool ghost network if they want to hear about yeah my that'll Avengers be up then, uh don't. tomorrow yeah it will yeah so the contender will start tomorrow which is your little uh Little podcast series, yeah, short twenty-five minute weekly podcast about Street Fighter Five, how it's going, training, and uh, all beginner focused and learning why it's great, why you should get involved, how you should get involved, and then why it's awful. But we'll, be... we'll spike the why it's why it's <laughs> tough and difficult to fight. But,
1: but what? How? How do you do a montage if it's only audio? Uh,
0: you listen to like
1: training montage. twenty
0: seconds of each episode, <laughs> and you hear me sort of like become increasingly browbeaten and sad <laughs> but then like get and happier then you hear again hear what
1: the sound of a controller being thrown across
0: a room <laughs> yes just yeah Um I that's why I think people need buy fighting sticks because you can't throw them because they cost like 200 quid so yeah, you so looking, pick it you up and a then fighting go, stick oh, yeah. yeah sorry no I have not but I'm already learning why I want one um, really? but I've actually in terms of a game I can talk about I've been playing something quite sweet this week I've been playing Stardew Valley <gasps> oh god no listen I've been that. playing like so much of this is unreal Oh, Stardew Valley? Yes. Have you not have you not seen that's all I've been doing. Like, <laughs> okay, that's good. When I've was the last time like, you and I have actually both played again? I know, right? And like I was I was actually like I've played it for about 14 hours in the past two days, and I was really worried that I was gonna come and, and you guys were either gonna be like, I'm mm, not interested in that, or I've played it and I didn't like it, because it's like this game is hot shit. But yeah. I played it, it and didn't like it. I- I'll kill you! No! <laughs> No, this is one time because this happens often we disagree on things but this is a game that I just love so much that I'm like I'm not interested in anyone who doesn't like it. I don't dislike it. Fundamentally, Pip, Pip, what were you going to say?
1: I was just going to say um, I have looked at pictures of it because yep. uh, John Walker messaged me and said it will be your kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you'll love it. And I'm looking at the description going this will be my kind of thing and I looked at the art style and I'm like I am going to bounce off this game.
0: You don't no. like the SNES era art?
1: I'm not a fan it's so like, actually, sometimes it kind yeah. of gets in the way Way for me but like i'm willing to give it a go it's more just it's not top of my list and kind of the sure. the graphics is part of that for me uh, we should yeah.
0: mention quickly that stardew valley is uh a harvest moon <laughs> um yeah. Secretly. yeah well it's sort of what, what it is and why i love it is it's a combination of harvest moon um animal crossing and Ooh. then it has a bit of um it has a bit of, and I don't really know what to use your words, baby. <laughs> it's kind of like I guess the only way of summing it up in a way it's clear and people get is to say it's a bit crafting gamey, but yes. not in a way which is an immediate kind of like um, a killer for me. Because for me, like the weird thing is, like if I'd known before if somebody said, "Oh, it's got all this crafting stuff and collecting materials and crafting stuff," mm. that for me now as a description for a game, is like I immediately turn away from it so fast. That's I'm, what turned I'm me so off interested. from
1: Fallout 4 as yeah. soon as they were like, and crafting, and I was like, and I'm out.
0: <laughs> exactly the same. Like, open world crafting, no. Yeah. You're all right, no. And that's just a taste thing. It's like a taste thing and a time thing.
1: Enjoy your planks of wood, boys! <laughs>
0: <laughs> you fucking have fun with your wood and you're in nails to make a... A gun, probably.
1: (laughs) Goodbye, ladies, (laughs) I'm out of (laughs) here. Probably a
0: gun. I made a Scarecrow Man. I know what I'm doing. No, you see, that's the thing, is this is different, right? Stardew Valley is lovely because it does the crafting thing, um, but it does it within the confines of two things. A world that makes tangible, simple sense of being like kind of like you cut down trees to get wood and then you mine stuff to get rocks and you know what like that that already doesn't make sense though I mean like no one is actually mining rocks no, in their back garden but I mean like it doesn't get to the point where you're combining like um, so seven so your rock
1: mining business didn't take off then
0: <laughs> so I, you know it's worse than that because I, I will get don't worry we'll get, get to Stardew Valley but I used to play Worm Online oh, which yeah. was uh, Notch's Minecraft well it's not like Notch was even the lead on it but he was the coder on uh, and Scandinavian, basically Minecraft MMO is what you'd call it, but you basically had to do everything in real time, and so I've been down real-life virtual mines (laughs) tapping away for hours to claw metals out of the earth. So, oh, I've been mining. You've been there. I know my mining. Yeah, and this is like, I mean... Basically, I think that the way that the crafting works is that you you've um, you've got these materials, you can do stuff with them. But it's not overwhelming. It's not like oh, I've got 18 mm. frog levers. Do I keep these or not? It's like it's it's fairly simple, and you do end up accumulating a bunch of stuff, and you've got to choose whether you sell it or keep it in boxes. And it does have that kind of vaguely Minecrafty thing. If you've got your own little house, but then you can make a chest. And I had this revelation the other day. I'm like, hang on a minute, my chest is almost full of stuff. Let's Hang make on. another chest. I can make another chest. Like I can, and then then I was like, I've, my house is just full of furnaces, so I'm just smelting ore. Like, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense. He says <laughs> with this multi ore smelting. It's business. massively unsafe. I've got all these like um, furnaces next Your to my house bed.
1: Must be so hot.
0: I want a bigger house so I can have a kitchen so I can do cooking. Um, but <laughs> this is the weird thing: is usually all these things are a complete. Turn off, but I think there's a number of things that make it work for me in study, but I think the first thing mm. is it is finite, it's not an endless game. And when you get new recipes and stuff, it's on a it's not like a kind of endless list of things, you get this nice little visual, like, um. Oh, I don't know what the word is really it's like visual representation yeah you get little pictures of all things you can make and you just select the. You yeah pick. it kind of looks like the outdoor window display of a Japanese restaurant where you yeah. get pictures of everything and you can go I want that it's a bit Argus catalog or something it's yeah being like sure big pictures of all the stuff you want and you go I'll have one of them and one of them And, yeah, I've really, really got into just going and and doing this stuff and and building things and collecting woods so I can build a chicken hut and collecting stones. I I like that, um, so long as Nintendo keep dropping the ball uh, with Harvest Moon, speaking of which, uh, my fiancé has been playing Story of Seasons, which is the new downloadable Harvest Moon-esque thing for the 3DS... And it's fine. You know, it's cute. Uh, uh, It's better than some of Nintendo's Harvest Moons that they've dropped the ball and fumbled it into a bin recently. Well, I can't Uh, believe how lucky I am because out of the blue about... Three weeks ago, I started really getting the feel. I was like, I really wanted to play a Harvest Moon, mm. and so I went online and I did my research and I was trying to work out what the best Harvest Moon in recent years was. And there was one called, I think, called Harvest Moon: A New Life. On the three yeah, years. that's some um, uh, a remake of the Minotaur, I think. Yeah, maybe. So it came out uh, maybe a couple of years ago, a year ago. I don't remember, but anyway, that one was like widely renowned, well, widely considered by the community to be a good one. Yeah. Because you know what? Like they've been crap for such a long time. And what I'm loving about Stardew Valley is um, the first Harvest Moon game I played and loved was on the Game Boy Color. And what was amazing about the Game Boy Color um, Harvest Moon was that um, it couldn't do a lot visually. Um, So a lot of it was abstracted. So it meant that it was just like, you turn up, you've got this farm, it's your grandfather's farm, clear it up. And you did have stuff like relationships and conversations, but because it was on a tiny, basically like simple screen... Um, there wasn't a lot of art in terms of characters. There wasn't a lot of art in you know, like cutscenes or anything like that. It was quite minimal, mm. and it allowed you to um, just fill in the gaps. And what I'm really liking about Stardew Valley compared to playing Harvest Moon games over the years, what Harvest Moon games started to do was have it so you turn up on the farm. Oh, and here's a cutscene to introduce you to this guy. And now here's a cutscene to introduce you to this guy's daughter. And it was like trying to build the characters up so you can have the story, mm. but it. It was doing it at the cost of your own control. Okay, so I get what you're saying and why you're comparing it to Animal Crossing now, and as much as it has no direction and you potter around and you talk to anyone. Yeah. Um here's my problem as someone who spent a bit of time playing um the Animal Crossing New Leaf for the 3DS. Sure. Um it's the people are boring. Like, with Animal Crossing there is so much love and artistry into creating characters and writing script for them and then the first question you get inside you Valley is, hey, talk to everyone and i tell you what, I talk to all of them and they're all incredibly boring. <laughs> yeah, it's a real, let's be honest, the, the character-based stuff is very slow. Although it's not as bad as you might think. The problem is that's not what I want. I don't want to hear. Ah, oh, come and meet all the characters. They're not as bad as you might think. Well, no, 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 no. Village. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, actually, <laughs> funnily, I had that in as much as I went and introduced myself to everyone. I went, I'm like, ah, oh, you're the kid with the asymmetrical haircut. Yeah, and you can see that he's spending his time in his bedroom, like playing computers and mm. shit. I'm like, that's okay. And there's the um, one thing I did like is it has apparently a forking path where you can uh, sign up to like basically Walmart or the local village shop and support one or the other. That might might be a false choice, I'm not sure. I don't know, yeah. Um. It it is like moving to a small village. In as much as you meet everyone, and they're all fine, I guess. (laughs) And then maybe you fancy one of them, I guess.
1: Are we being so London about this? No,
0: man, I'm comparing it to Story of Seasons. I mean, that's a totally fair cop. But in the case of this, I'm comparing it to Story of Seasons where... um. It has a touch more of the characterization of uh, the Japanese games have known to craft in slice of life games, for example, mm. um, the exotic foreign archetype, or the the sort of slightly more effeminate perfumer, or the very candid restaurant owner. But these are released people with adjectives. Whereas in story of Seasons, it they're they're writing. It feels to me like real people. But unless you have a really delicate hand when you do that, now listen. Like the thing about. Um uh study. maybe what you did cuz you how long have you played it for Oh not long maybe 3 hours Okay now the thing is one of the uh, the vaguely misleading things at the start of the game is one of the first things it tells you to do is go and say hello to everyone in the village right yep. I didn't do that. I just went and started doing my own thing and then bumped into people as I went and talked yeah, to them. Yeah, sure, I basically did that as well. But what happens as you play it, like, is that you do have like you gradually get more of a sense of the characters through a number of things. Um in the fact that they all have and this is I'm not saying it's like Animal Crossing in the fact that you fall in love with all the desert denizens. Absolutely not. They right. all have like lives that they potter about. They potter about, it, they yeah. do stuff, and then you end up talking to them time to time, you get more of a sense of stuff, and then you get more of a sense as well, like I'm I i do not know how it's gonna progress, but there is actually a story and things do happen. I'm sure. But I, I had a there is some of the writing is actually alright. Man, that's no I don't want some of the writing no, is alright. I want it's no, good up. and occasionally bad, no, maybe. Shut up, because listen, right? It's not about that, right? It's okay. not you're not playing this for the fucking story and the characters. Like that's like it's What like, the hell am I playing it for then? Because it's a fun farming game. No, you're playing it because you've gotten into the loop of oh, I'll craft this, which will let me get this, and then I can expand this field and then I can make this piece of and that's no, no, okay. No, 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 no. I mean that. Yeah, but honestly, it does all of that stuff so well. It does it quite well. It does it so well. It does. It, okay. <laughs> like honestly, like I that there, there, there are so many different things you can do, and it does all of them very well. Some some of it is quite derivative. Like uh, it, it handles a lot of the the combat. And uh, stuff like. Um, do you want to explain why there's combat in a farming crafting? Game? <laughs> yeah, it's because it does. It basically is just doing the kind of runes. Uh, what's it called rune a, factory, a rune factory thing. Where you can go into the uh, the caves and you can basically fight monsters, and you can then do mining. Um, but it's simple, but it's fun, um, yeah. and it's very like done like, almost like Terraria style. But yeah. again, because it's not this sort of endless worlds to explore through, because it is this self contained thing which will end. It's okay,
1: which will end.
0: Yeah, like it's it's is there like going
1: to be a farmpocalypse?
0: apocalypse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> this sounds really ominous. You
0: can keep playing it after. I think like I've seen it's like the story is a couple of years, two or three years, and then after right. that, like you can keep playing if you want, but the story is over. Okay. But um, what's nice is that as you kind of like as you go, new things start to happen, and you start to get a bit more of an idea for the town dynamic and the way the characters actually think about each other. And there, what's I think what I'm trying to get across is that it's it looks like it's the art style is really bad because it does not even exemplify what what the game is really like. You know, mm. it has this sort of Japanese SNES game era thing, but it's actually really not. And in terms of the character writing, it's very understated. No, it's it's it's, it's Terraria meets Harvest Moon. Yes, and when I say that the Animal Crossing stuff is there, it's not even actually about. Um, it's. I think that's that is uh, the unfair comparison. Terraria means Harvest means is fine. I think Animal Crossing has always been defined by me for like the heart and the sense of place it can foster, and that is absolutely what Sludge Valley is bad.
1: Mm. I'm capable of having feuds with the villagers. Yeah, that's in what I'm saying. Man. Like, very one sided and very entirely so from sure, me but projecting onto them. Again, yes.
0: again, like that's like what you latched onto with Animal Crossing. It's not all there is. And I think the thing that th- it does do lots of Animal Crossing things really well. It's just that's not one of them. I think I think the things it does well is everything Animal Crossing does bad, like all the sort of like harvesting and collecting in Animal Crossing that is kind of like rote tasks.
1: So yeah, well, I quite like that. Yeah, you see, this is what I'm I Approach Animal Crossing as if it's something to a hundred percent sometimes. Oh, god, well this so is the thing is what
0: bad. it yeah, listen, maybe it's not for you. I but can't
1: trust myself with it. I spend like five hours fishing on the tropical island just so that I can like pay off everybody's mortgage. Oh god.
0: Yeah, <laughs> listen, and that, that's the thing. It's like it's not fair to like take something like Animal Crossing, which is popular for so many reasons, and just say, Oh, if it hasn't got like this, then I'm not interested in the rest of it because one of the things that Stardew does, which is really nice, is the fact that you have this like museum of artifacts you can fill it up with stuff and yeah. it has like you know, you find things, you take them to museum, you put them in, yeah. and that tickles the same part of your brain that the Animal Crossing kind of like our museum stuff does. Yeah. The fishing in Stardew Valley is wonderful. It's just a really I mean, simple. It's fine. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Do you want to describe the fishing to people at home, and then they can make their own mind up? All right, the way the fishing works is basically. Um, you throw the bobber in I've You wait. trapping yeah. it's fine <laughs> you throw the bobber in you wait or it, you've got a bite Matt yep yep, yep. press yep. a button and you press a button you hold it right but then the, the thing is it then becomes to begin with it's really hard because you have this little fish image and you have to like keep it within the little bar that you've got but you do that by holding it holding down the button to make the bar raise but then the bar has like gravity and then if you let go it drops and bounces and at first the actual process of keeping the fish within the bar is this thing of like having to kind of sometimes hold the button sometimes it's timing like, you it. need to tap it. At a rhythmic. It's not even that. It's that you've got to be like ready for change. It's really quite difficult at first, but then you you level up your fishing a bit.
1: Is it a bit like Sega bass fishing? I don't know. Okay,
0: um, that's fine. That puts me <laughs> to shame that I say I have no idea. <laughs>
1: the amazing like Dreamcast game where with you the are, uh, like, with cast the peripheral of actually flicking. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna
0: okay. make a video about anyway. it at some point. But it's this. It's wonderful because what it does is it, it starts off and it's actually quite stressful trying to catch like the difficult fish and. It's quite hard, but then you level up your fishing, and it gets easier. You get a better rod, and it gets easier. And then fishing kind of becomes a lot more relaxing, and it's more just being like, what's lovely is that the way they've they've programmed it is that the fish actually the way they move around on the scale you can kind of tell what fish it is from the way it's moving on the thing, and you kind of go, oh, okay, this is a carp, like because you you know how what the how and it's not even it's like set to move up and down the bar in the same way it's like the way it's moving but then it's not like you make a decision with that it's like oh I think it's a carp but then you, you still finish the minigame and it's a carp or it wasn't but, what's but nice that's is not a fork or anything <laughs> no it's not the <laughs> Wait,
1: like it's like when somebody's <laughs> not everything has to be meaningful, Chris. No, in a, in a I mean, restaurant.
0: no, I get what you're saying, but you know, I'm, I'm I'm like a fish, I'm on the line, you gotta lure me. But no, but that's what is nice about it is at the point when it kind of gets easy, like at the point where like your bar's bigger, the fish is it's more relaxing thing, it starts putting treasure chests on the thing. Oh, and then, oh, see, this I didn't you know. See, you see, you've not played it enough, anyway. Like, um, it does this thing of like you're always so quick to like get really down. With oh, no, I'm with super you. quick, oh, that's, uh, that's my bit, <laughs> that's fine, but basically, then it means like you have this this relaxing thing of being like, oh, do you want to perfectly catch the fish? And I presume that if you basically, if you can keep it in the bar the whole time without escaping, which is, that's pretty hard to do that. Mm. Then you, I think you get a better quality of fish, but then you see the chest. And then to get the chest, you need to move the bar over the chest for like a second and a half. But then in doing that, you're often not on the fish. So it means you have to kind of get the fish bar to almost caught and then quickly try and get the, move the bar over the treasure. And basically it just means (laughs) at the point at which you're starting to chill out a bit and find it just relaxing, it adds a new mechanic which then like kind of spices up. And it's just really smart like uh, kind of tiered design. But anyway, it's mainly the fact that the fishing is both vaguely exciting and also deeply relaxing. And you know what? Like I know that Animal Crossing had fucking lovely um, denizens and had great you hated people you didn't like people often what I love most about the game was just going and catching fish I just used to love going and fishing and then being trying to catch oh, a bigger fish or creeping
1: up on but, bugs at dusk yeah yeah.
0: and you know like it is an ugly game I don't like the art aesthetic that much but it does have a great sense of place it's a small town that you start to learn and the people you do actually kind of start to kind of get interesting things out of the character I had a bit the, earlier today when I was playing it right when I was talking to this guy who's like um, this man around the corner who's a scientist, and I was around in their house doing some science experiments with his daughter, who I'm not romantically interested in, but she just said, I'm going to go outside and get some more samples, and he turned around and said to me, you know, my daughter has a very bright future, so um, let's make sure that nothing gets in the way of that. (laughs) And it was just like, holy fuck, did this dude just tell me not to knock up his daughter? Like, It's just this bizarre thing of having this dad basically saying... Like, she's great and she's going to have a great career, so let's not get in the way of that at all. I'm just like... And then afterwards it gives you the choice of being like, do you want to tell This girl that her dad was just being weird, and I'm just like, this is quite interesting. That's all right. That's all right. It's not bad, but it's not what I'm there for. Like honestly, what I love about it is the fact that you get the new season. You go out, you buy all your corn, you plant all your corn, and you're just waiting for that big corn money. And then you're gonna you're gonna spend it on getting some chickens, maybe. And you know something which is in this which has not been in Harvest Moon for a while and was in. Harvest Moon on the Game Boy Color, and I loved. It's a sense of mystery. It has mysterious elements in it from quite early on that you think, "What is going on with this?" Like you walk around a town, and this is sometimes this weird noise that's like a whale in the distance, and then it does as you go, like tease more of that, and it's like it just has elements of being like story <laughs> elements. You like I'm annoyed because you you're saying a lot of things that are now checking my boxes, but if I keep going into it and. And this is this is what I do to you all the time, where I get really excited about something, then you go into it and then you emerge 20 hours later and go, "It's not that good. <laughs> like I'm worried you're gonna you've now sent me back in and I'm gonna emerge from Stardew Valley and be sad. You know, I just think that um, like because I think you're getting quite a relaxing vibe from it, and I think I would be going into this looking for something that is exceptional at. Well, you see, I think it does um, a lot of things really well i think that basically it does come down to the cycle of being like um of just having like things to do of being like well actually i want to make some more sprinklers and to make sprinklers to plant my to to water my plants automatically i need to get some more iron ore and some of this so you think well i'll go mining but it becomes like a day planning thing and it's hugely addictive just because of the fact that like it always saves the game when you go to bed at night that's what messes me up up. and then it starts new day and then you forget and then you start walking around you start watering the plants and you go oh I was going to stop after this day, but then you think, well, I've already watered these plants. So I'll just do this day. But it's nice that you can plan stuff. You can look at the weather tomorrow and you think, oh, it's raining. Brilliant. I have to water my crops so I can go and I can do some fishing maybe. (laughs) I can do this. And I don't know. Like, I'm just, I think if any of the different tasks I had to do, because at the moment you just find yourself bouncing between like I haven't done any of the animal raising stuff yet, but basically it's like you just you can do what you want. It's like you've got this farm, do you want to like grow crops, do you want to like look after animals, do you want to go and do some adventuring and it I have started to realize that there are ways to kind of get everything you need or like most of the things you need by just not you don't have to do like all of it, you know, you can choose which bits you want to do. And but all of the little mini game things that take part to to hold things together I just seem like really satisfying and really fun. It's, I just spent hours fishing and having a really lovely time. It's strong, you know. Uh, it's good. I'm going to...
1: This is quite the turnaround. Well, no. I mean, <laughs>
0: if Matt had come out of the gate going like, it's terrible, I would be like, no, listen, here, bucko, it's great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess I just was kind of disappointed by... You know, it's one of those games that I likes enough that I get my knives out and I'm like, okay, here's why this is almost great, but not. <laughs> I think the that. thing is, um, for me, like, and this is why, like, I'm like, I love it, but I take a really, I, I'm just not like. I love it because it does something for me which has been failed to do for so many years, and that's that I, I remember playing a sense Harvest of daily Moon. routine. No, no, no! It's Harvest Moon on the Game Boy Color it was amazing. I loved it, and I've not played a Harvest Moon game since, which has actually been as good. It's the best is um, Friends of Mineral Town. So people say, but I don't genial. know. I found that like. It, no, it's everything from the Game Boy Color version plus more. Like that. It, that's, oh, okay, fine. Well, that, that's good because that's that, why people like it, and it's why people are staggered that Nintendo have been unable to replicate it. It's that I think it's having enough of a light like, touch to have these like little events and have these things that are like story based and and have this this shifting change. Um, but then also just giving you the freedom to just do what you want and be like, you know, just just what do you want to do? Do you want to go and like. Because yeah, sure, pushing. there's freedom. You know the actual best thing about it, though, and this is this will be my last point on it, is um, it says, what do you want to call your farm? And I went, hmm, soft farm. And then the mayor goes, great, you've moved into soft farm farm. And then everyone refers to it as soft farm farm. And it tickles me throughout the game. It's great. Oh, it's, it, is a, it is a wonderful and silly thing, but uh, it's just... It's, yeah, I had a bit where like you start getting quests where we want things, and often you can like if you don't know what they're doing, it's great. You can just stand outside someone's house with a big fish that they said they wanted, and just wait. Like the guy from Widmell, they're coming home at some point. Yeah, it's like they're coming, just waiting. They're coming. Um, no, I don't know. It's really, it's really uh, taking all my boxes. But again, my boxes are pretty much like years of of not uh, finding that I. I try and play. Um, a Harvest Moon game or try and get into Animal Crossing and kind of can't and uh, this just sort of works for me. I'm having a lot of fun with it but it is probably too big. There's just so much to do. And, uh, <laughs> there is a lot There is a lot to do. Uh, but you kind of know you don't need to do all of it and that's why like, I'm just sort of like I, I, I like the idea now of being like oh well and it's nice that it isn't just day by day. It isn't just like, well, I'm doing this today so I can do this tomorrow. It's not just that kind of like one-to-one thing. It's like I've just built myself a, a silo to hold hay and I'm hoping before the end of the summer I can go and collect a bunch of grass to turn to hay I've actually and just, then maybe have some light like, livestock next year. Like. I mean, okay, so I've actually just finished reading a book on this, weirdly, uh, called um, The Herdwick, Herdwick Shepherd, I think. It was a shepherd who um, I found out about his book because he's actually weirdly active on Twitter. He's a shepherd from the Lake District. This is not a game. I mentioned this on one of the Invisible Ink playthroughs, um, and he didn't finish his A-levels, then decided he wanted to finish his A-levels, got them at, like, age 20, applied to Oxford, got in and got his Oxford degree, and then ultimately went back to work on the farm and wrote a novel about being a shepherd. But the thing he nails that I think is... So, that he makes sound the most romantic about a farm, and farming in general, is that it's awful, and it should be a slog, and it should be difficult, but And he describes your relationship to the landscape as a farmer, and I think Stardew Valley doesn't nail this, partially because it's not setting out to be a farming game, it's trying to do lots of things. But, I was talking about Harvest Moon... A game about being a farmer should have you developing a relationship with the seasons and with the Earth like with a long-term partner, whereby sometimes it is hard and sometimes you get the worst of it and sometimes you get the best. And weirdly, on the topic of this, the moment I remember loving the most of any Harvest Moon, and I've played tons of them, was the very first snares Harvest Moon where they go, hey, there's a typhoon coming up. There's a terrible storm that's going to... You better not go outside tomorrow because it's going to be really bad. And you go, okay, all right. So you don't stay. And the music's not there. It just plays unbelievable wind sound effects. And you go to sleep and then you wake up the next day and you walk out and it's a beautiful sunny day and all of your fences are fucked. Like all the trees are over. There's rocks everywhere. Your fences are destroyed. If you had any animals, they might have escaped. And it's this moment of walking out and going, oh, my God. And that's it. Like, the other side of the coin that so often you don't get in harvesting and crafting games that Minecraft offers a tiny bit of and is all the more strong for that. It's like, oh, yeah, you can live off the land, and sometimes the land will live off you. Yeah. And I think that was, you know, uh, exciting to me. Yeah, I'm actually intrigued to see what – because i am already been quite surprised um, by uh, – by you by how many things it's kind of how many curveballs and things it's throwing as I go along, and I know it's quite a long game, so I'm really intrigued to see like even stuff with the crows to begin with. It's like you come out and these crows are eating your crops, I'm like you fucking pricks. <laughs> yeah. and you have to get a scarecrow, and then it's like you make fences, and then the fences start to fall apart. And even the fact that you spend ages trying to clear up your farmland a bit, and then the next season comes and it's like yeah, everything's fucked together But it's almost like I do I do like that a lot because one of the things I always used to love about starting a Harvest Moon game was just the therapeutic process of going and clearing your land so you could plant. Your Your crops Mm -hmm. at the start of the game but it never came back in this it's great in the fact that like actually it's really hard to keep on top of it trees just keep growing grass just keep growing and it's just like this thing of being like you need to just keep spending time to like even maintain pathways so you can get around your land quickly it is Um, like an awesome sign of the games industry now that Nintendo have been dropping the ball on Harvest Moon for so long and other Japanese companies that could have run with that series and haven't and then now we have you know cheap tools and indie devs are showing up and going I could do that, <laughs> and yeah. then they produce something completely awesome. Now it picks it up real hard. I'm really intrigued to see how it goes, but uh, yeah, like I, I think it, like it, they dropped the ball for so many years, and yeah, it just picks it up, just picks it up right. Anyway, Pip, mm. sorry, you've been sitting there silently for a long time.
1: That's all right. I was thinking about the Animal Crossing weeding problem and and the fact that if you don't, it, like, with your thing, it sounds like if you, you know, even if you're there, your weeds grow. With Animal Crossing, it spitefully grows weeds if you don't come and tend them. <laughs> which is really annoying. So, yeah, there's yeah. something nice
0: about this as well. Like, it, there are things that fuck you up, like, things do happen that you just go, oh, for God's sake, like, I've, I've now got, like, I've for reasons I won't spoil, I've got a very large rock in a position where I do not want it. <laughs> I want to get rid of it, but I can't indefinitely. A spiteful monolith. And that's kind of annoying and it means I'm now building my farm around this, like, rock. Thing. I had a great experience in Animal Crossing where um I, I, I it asked me where I wanted to put my house and I'd yeah. run around i got to know all the people and I, there was a sort of forest in my town <laughs> next to a river and I went, this is awesome, I'm going to have, like, a secluded, like, a Baba Yaga house in the middle yeah. of nowhere. They built it, and then like she two-
1: could like go anywhere. Oh well, she? she could.
0: Yeah, that was a bad example. I guess I just meant a house in the <laughs> yeah, wilderness. Yeah, sorry. Um, but uh, so I built one in the middle of the forest, and then like two days later, that right next to my house in the middle of nowhere, it's like oh, you've got someone moving in. He's building a house, <laughs> and so I met Roman the horse, who was to all extents and purposes. A twat. Yeah. Oh and man. had like this Greco Roman house and was just like super competitive. And was like, what are you <laughs> up to, neighbor? And I loathed that fucking horse.
1: My favorite thing was um, when you used to send the neighbors letters, it just did spell checking to see whether you'd done like a good job. Oh, letter. really? And so I used to send them all these abusive, like creepy, perfectly like written letters. I'm watching you kind of <laughs>
0: weird things. And then the great thing, and I... then it
1: would be like, thanks for my letter.
0: I played it with Lee, and the awesome thing about sending uh, the NPCs letters then if you live in the same town is yeah. that sometimes you'll talk to like Diana the Deer and Diana the Deer will go hey I got this really nice letter from Pip and then show it to you and you can read it and then you know, <laughs> I'm watching you and Diana will say isn't it nice yeah you see yeah. I found that was when Animal Crossing was the most fun it was actually it was not really about the characters it was more like you playing in the same world as other people what? and leaving like almost like comedy traps for each other you can do like, a yeah. few different things but it's like Pip says it's not
1: Pip pitfall sees outside their front door
0: yeah it's not just oh Lee did an amazing thing of uh, reversing all the furniture in my house, which must have taken fucking ages. <laughs> but you know, the classic American dorm room thing that you walk in, you go, I'm in the wrong room. Yeah.
1: No, I'm not. Everything is. <laughs> they do that in the twits, don't they? That's how they end up like super gluing their heads to the floor because everything's upside down. Uh, like sort of like glued the furniture onto the ceiling. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then they
1: think they're upside down.
0: But no, you mentioned something earlier, Pip, which is that the characters in Animal Crossing have enough. They still have personality, but it's also. And this is why I talk about them as an artistry to how it's done because they have really strong personalities mm. but there's enough room within that personality for you to decide how you feel about it and it's yeah. you imprinting on them like I hate this bird I want him to leave town like yeah. a weird spiteful homeowner yeah. um, and then they do leave and it's oh, good or you, realize, I just, no, or I just or you try them, and keep like,
1: them you have to talk to them enough that they stay like I had a few that were like that and they, they kind of annoyed me but I'd grown attached to the annoyance and so they'd be like oh I'm thinking of leaving what do you think and you'd be like no, do not leave. Oh, yeah.
0: And sometimes they will anyway because <laughs> that's life. I'm
1: bullying you you know, and i was sending you horrible yeah.
0: letters. Can you have gay relationships in Stardew Valley? I'm sure you I can. think you probably can, yeah. Because there's a boy I'm like, sort of, yeah, it's the weirdly, and this like, maybe explains, I don't know if it explains anything, but there's a boy who, the boy who's on his computer all the time I love with that the floppy hat. you start pointing. What's his name? <laughs> Uh, I don't know Oh wow I don't talk to a lot of the people Some community member you are Honestly I go to the events And I resent the events Because every time there's a fucking day event It's always when I need to pick up something from a shop And I would go and the shop's locked And I'm like where's the shop Oh it's a fucking like You're like a real farmer I am (laughs) It's funny because then you go to like the fucking like flower dance And it's like hey welcome to flower dance Maybe somebody will dance with you And you go around and say to everyone Do you want to dance with me And everyone goes no I don't want to dance with you (laughs) and then you go <laughs> all right you're definitely a real and then you farmer. watch other people dancing without you and they go fine but some of the some of the events like the day events to be fair are brilliant like cuz I had one which was like um, it was called the Potluck Festival, and it's where like the governor from another town comes, and then you all, as a town, collectively make this big pot of soup, and you go, you just put, you can choose to put something in the soup, like a CD, and then like, well, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is you can you could put something really nice in and make the soup lovely, or if you want to, you could sabotage the soup and put something horrible in there. I could put you in a fish, put, like and booze said, in the soup. I think you can put whatever you want.
1: Yeah, you like, I, is there booze in the game? Like, yeah, you, you just can go and soup? buy
0: a beer from uh, from the to, yeah. So I think you could. Huh. But that's the thing, is this wonderful thing of it just suddenly being like this one day and then the governor's like, mm, this soup is very average. And I was like, oh, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you cooked the fish or scaled it before. I just chucked it in, man, I don't care. Well, so, the, yeah, the thing I was going to say is that in my sort of like gentle, it's similar to you. I think, remember how um, often you'll play games and you go, oh, this is bad. And I'll say, but you don't have to do it. And then you'll go, oh, I kind of, like, you, but you'll have done it anyway. Like, that's me with Stardew, that you are able to ignore all the people that live there. But me, looking for personality, scratching at the surface, I spend every single day, I go and listen to the barks of everyone because they're there and because I want to really? learn about them. Nah. No. And I'm disappointed by every... Well, I think maybe because it is. That seems just... silly. That seems silly, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I want to become an upstanding member of the community, although. Well, then you're not playing the right game. What... It's going about farming. Okay. Well, what this has created, though, is like I say, that kid with the floppy hair who's in his basement all the time with his computer, like, like he doesn't want to be there, and so I'm playing the game, going, "Yeah, I'll do him," because like he's the only person like me who doesn't want to be there, who like is dreaming oh of the gosh, big city. Maybe
1: you could start commenting on each other's live journals.
0: Oh, I would do that, man! I would, I would absolutely do that. <laughs> or
1: like you could be to his fanfic.
0: <laughs> oh, that <To> honest, <laughs> is a bit 21st century for me. To be honest, though, like I like the fact that on the list of it's all the people,
1: really late 20th century.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the list of all the people, it tells you who's single. Yeah. I wonder if, like, you know, people might get, like... Because I, I kind of like the, the woman who does the um, who does all the repair work on the house. Carpenter. She's, she's married. Oh, <laughs> uh, <with> so <laughs> you think it'll change so in I'm year like, two? So I'm like, maybe they'll break up and I can, I can swoop in there. I mean, like, we've talked about this before, but suddenly
1: You're but. playing the archers. Well,
0: <laughs> but it does have, like, this kind of weird, like, I don't know, it has this weird sort of plot about this town, like, this... Big company coming in and trying to take over town. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't it know. also yeah, but it has wizards, wizards. It also has wizards, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that is an element borrowed from Harvest Moon which it did not need. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, the thing is, though, as well, with, with Harvest Moon, is you don't go around... I mean, the thing is, like, you're going around talking to everyone, like, you don't do that in Harvest Moon. Harvest yeah, Moon, you do! No, you don't. In Harvest Moon, you get the fuck on with making crops. Or it like, depends chickens, how you play eggs. it, man, because everyone is a character to be maxed out, and even Animal Crossing doesn't have that. I think what I always knew about Animal Crossing was the fact that, like, in a way, to begin with, you just ignore all that stuff, because there will be plot events that will give you a better judge of all the characters, and then when you have a better judge of the characters, then you might start making friends. let uh, uh, t- Up until that point, you just let... Let their shit. You can't make money farming, man. Let's put the brakes on the farm cast. Yeah, I and don't us, know, man. I think I, I think we need to step it up. <laughs> no, <laughs> <Yeah>. the, <laughs> so the trails just, are gonna break. Let's drive this tractor through the wall. Uh, oh, We've all what?
1: done like theme things and played like tractor simulator. I don't know why.
0: Maybe I'm no. tired, but I thought in my head you were going. We should have all done, and then you were going to have named a drug. <laughs> uh drunk. I much prefer. I don't know. I, think, I, think, I completely. I think you're a weird guy. That's all I'm saying. And I think I just but I'm say, looking for human content. Yeah, and I think I think that makes you. Really really weird uh, uh, really odd guy but no I think that um, there's a lot to be said for the fact that like yes like these things but one of the main reasons I loved Animal Crossing in the end I, l- I liked having the twee characters I liked the fact that I didn't like them I had so much fun writing comedy letters to them and letting my brother read them and vice versa mm. and taking over each other's houses and doing this mad shit but actually after like the initial kind of like oh this is funny this is fun what I played Animal Crossing for for a long period was collecting all the butterflies collecting all the fish and making fuckloads loads of money on coconuts that's and nice. that's fine yeah and this is what this is for the banana is doing for
1: strong in Pipville right now
0: absolutely good good for you, <laughs> no, you for me, so. wow uh, I'm putting the brakes on I'm getting off I'm walking off in the, the direction of a field but now Pip you've just listened to us talking about a game you've not played I for a while well, so let's do the reverse because you've been playing <gasps> No Man's Sky Ah, wait oh my god how much of the lead did we just bury <laughs> right now that we're talking about <laughs> Saju I did I, I didn't know this I'd have been like Matt I, you're <laughs> like, I'm fucking, I, I, I really like Stardew I Valley I published right? like a whole feature about it but I didn't know you could talk okay let's talk it's about I'm gonna do this sorry. for the rest of the podcast now but like you just elongated that because you were like trying to harsh my Stardew vibe <laughs> no I'm, I understand it's all my fault I'm sorry oh, I
1: mean we could talk about viscera sort of cleanup detail like I, it I can talk now? about viscera
0: sort of cleanup detail uh <laughs> If, but we can do that anytime. Yeah.
1: No, I that's mean, we can fair. do
0: anything anytime. <laughs> Let's talk about No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. How much of it did you play?
1: So I went to a preview event over in their Guildford offices mm-hmm. uh, last week um so i got maybe i think it was about 45 minutes with the game it was supposed to be half an hour but i got really lost in a cave system
0: (laughs) (laughs) so did they uh, let you do the classic thing of going to a randomized planet or did they put you down on a planet that was awesome
1: basically it was a sort of slightly curated demo in that like they'd upped the resources a bit and stuff like that to like try and get You to the point where, like, obviously you can't, but like, the idea was to give you a sense of sort of five hours of playing in, in half an hour. Okay. Um, and so like, there's like, um, a bit more in the way of resources. And I think, you know, other stuff had been sort of arranged a bit like Sean knew where we were going to be to start with Sean Murray from, um, he's the managing director of hello games. Um, and so, uh, I, I watched him play it for a little while while he was explaining like the game and like you know the interface and stuff like that, and then that's when I got a hands on and could like wander around the same bit and then, um, and then take off in my spaceship and go to nearby moons that he hadn't actually visited, so he didn't know what was going to be on those.
0: Well, okay, that's I guess what I'm most curious about because mm. you know no man's sky can keep giving you awesome planets and go look there are dinosaurs, but uh, <laughs> what happens when what happened when you went to a moon and did you think that it was a moon that had been pre-selected?
1: So um, I heard
0: a lot of those moons are shit. (laughs) Well, that's the point.
1: No, no, that's why I was asking because I think, um, uh, well, I asked in the course of the interview. Like I I phrased it rather clumsily by saying, "How much of this is boring?" (laughs)
0: Uh, um, (laughs) No, that's not clumsy. That's perfect. Yes,
1: like it's because I actually quite like those sort of gaps because it makes the like. I think it it reminded me of when someone was talking about desert golf. You know, like there's so much of like, okay, well, this is another level this is like oh, you know and you get caught up in the mechanics of it but then suddenly there's a cactus and you're going oh,
0: cactus this
1: is the most exciting thing I've ever seen
0: no it's all about contrast Sunless scene yeah. wouldn't be as good if you weren't like trucking between its yeah. story segments interminably through the darkness for so long
1: I know right and so um Both of the things that I encountered, the planet and the moon, had a kind of comparable amount of life. So I did ask, and apparently the guy who'd been there before me had had a very different experience and had been on a planet where not much was happening. And so uh, he'd actually found, I think, a big monster creature sort of towards the end that had made, like, had sort of punctuated that in a really interesting way. But um, Sean was saying that that's a real risk when you're demoing the game that somebody might just get something that just like doesn't go anywhere or a planet that isn't super interesting when you've only got half an hour and they've spent half of that getting lost in a cave system (laughs) then you know you're kind of like (laughs) Oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. Getting lost in the cave system was fun in Minecraft, though. Mm. Was it fun for you?
1: See, I quite liked it. The reason that I, I got lost in there was I went in and
0: wanted to yeah, explore, Yeah, no, sure. You know? That's the point of the game. <laughs>
1: and so there are all these, like, it, when I was in the one... So I started off on this planet that was, like, freezing cold, and so there's a lot more of a survival element than I was expecting. Really? Yeah, and so... Um, You'd think
0: if you can fly between planets, surviving on them wouldn't be much of a big deal. <laughs>
1: so it's stuff like the planet that I was on was really gold, and So your your, um, suit, you build it like a thermal shield and then you just have to charge that up periodically or find warm spaces to sort of be in. Um, There wasn't, like, the other survival game stuff of, like, food and water and whatever. That drives me round the bend, so I was really glad about that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there's stuff like that. And you can die and things like that, but it's not permadeath. It's not like, oh, now you must start again. It just takes you back to your most recent save point and stuff. But, um, yeah, so... uh, But the reason that I was in one of the caves was, one, it looked really interesting and was a cave I mean who doesn't go in a cave right
0: I mean what kind of explorer are you you said keeps on getting lost I think that's bad vocabulary for an explorer to be using exploring a cave system
1: exactly but I think because so because of the um, the pressure that was being put on me to find a way to somewhere warm or to Ah. be or to find the resources to recharge my shield that was when um, that became a necessity as well because the cave was warmer Right. So, I sort of had to sort of dump And that's in interesting because if they
0: were upping the resources in the demo as well, it'd probably just be that usually if you turn up somewhere like this in a game, you'd just be like, I can't stay here. I can't even be here. It's too cold. Because like, yeah, you like, need to I come with loads of like. You'd have
1: to like prepare and, to... and stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Biscuits. But, I mean, yeah, they're not so, essential, but it's like, just. And just you good. can upgrade uh, your suit
1: with various tech and all of that essential. kind of stuff. But um, something that happened to me was I was fiddling around with the menus while I was sort of like, I was definitely paying attention, but I <laughs> It's like also like fiddling yeah, and like not used to the button configurations and so I accidentally dismantled my thermal shield on this nice. massively cold planet and so even with the upped resources it was just like oh crap where's the silicon I really need to rebuild
0: this thing wow. what was the did you enjoy yourself most importantly
1: I did I really did actually And but the thing is and the thing that I will go back to uh that I was talking about earlier is that thing of did I just have a really good experience of it? Like, yeah. how will this hold up after you know five hours? How will this hold up after ten hours? Mm. And to be fair, if I've played ten hours of it, I think I'm doing alright. Yeah, yeah, But like, it's but it's one then, of those things. But even then, the that they've
0: uh, they've kind of uh, accelerated the resources to give you a sense of playing over like five hours in half an hour, like mm. that again, like you can't. I I kind of feel for them because it's not even like they're doing anything wrong. It's the yeah. sort of game where how can you? De- it's that in- it feels like half an it's hour.
1: impossible. Like I want forty hours with that thing to even start like forming an opinion. So all I did was write down the things that happened to me, you know, like yeah. seeing one of the like bigger Animals attacking one of the smaller ones, and you know, like that was going on around me. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's such a weird balance for a developer to have to strike because if you fill it with too much content, everyone sees it in a few hours, and no one feels like an explorer. But then Mm. you got to thin it out. Then how much do you thin it out? I remember weird memory actually. uh, There was a. I think it was called Noctis but I might be wrong it was a freeware exploration game it was
1: Noctis 4
0: maybe yeah, yeah maybe it was a voxel someone powered someone mentioned
1: this on um on, in comments or something oh okay so. yeah
0: no I was playing it when I was uh, 15 so that would be 13 years ago so like 2002 2001 but um uh, Voxel powered Super lo-fi freeware That you can tell your planet To fly It was No Man's Sky It was absolutely No Man's Sky You fly to a planet You can land mm. You can wander around A randomly generated planet But they're all dust balls They're all ice And occasionally You see weird structures um, But a friend of mine Said like Oh my god I found life I found a bunny Like, And we were all Fiddling around with this yeah. thing We were playing it For hours and hours um, but he found a bunny, and we all went in the IRC channel I used to hang out and Like oh, bullshit, not. and then <laughs> yeah. sure enough, um, uh, uh, he sends a screenshot yeah. of a of a canyon, and in the canyon is just like seven or eight weird voxel creatures jumping around that kind of looked like bunnies, and it was unbelievable. Like it was yeah. the most exciting thing ever, purely because life was so sparse in the universe, and it's interesting to me. It's going to be interesting seeing how much of that No Man's Sky borrows, how many, yeah. how rare it wants to make its bunnies, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll be super interested to see, like, that frequency and how it actually translates into the the feel of playing and the feel of being excited as yeah. well. Yeah,
0: because some news came out about there's, like, some aliens you can talk to or
1: something. Yeah, basically what happens is... So the one that I encountered, you went up to it and you pressed to, like, talk to him, but... Um, or her uh, it was a scientist and they um, like the text comes up on screen as it was kind a scientist of, of, of an, like a
0: civilized species
1: yeah I think it was the Corvax was the name of it but essentially they uh, it gives you the text in uh, alien script in an alien like writing system but then there's other things that you can do through exploration like looking at monoliths and like you know sort of discovering more about the culture that will actually teach you more of that language and so more of it will be written in our case in English you know
0: oh like the Final Fantasy X
1: okay I haven't played it but um
0: you'd find books and each one of them would translate one of I think oh no I have played it I wasn't paying attention okay yeah same (laughs) I I finished that game I don't remember that but Um. one of the 26 letters of the alphabet would be translated Translated in all yeah. kinds of books. Oh, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, so, like, you'd find one and then people would talk to you in this language and the letter E would appear. Yeah, yeah. I remember
1: And so, basically, the, the interactions become more comprehensible and you can actually understand what the thing is asking you or telling you. Right. And then you can pick the right response from the from the list and stuff. So, as far as I could see, it wasn't exactly conversational, but it was learning more about civilizations. There's a very sort of Star Trek-y kind of aspect to it, is sure. exploring and actually learning about strange new life and new civilizations etc etc and so uh, yeah i really like that kind of thing and the other thing is the um the resources side of things. There are resources, you do mine them, you do sort of make stuff, but it isn't, it doesn't veer into crafting because crafting like takes you into setting up a base and a home and stuff. Right. And everything that they've put in in terms of uh, game mechanics is is geared around keeping you moving. Yeah. That's why there aren't seasons on planets. There aren't like, uh-huh. different biomes or, or things like that. It's because... Like
0: um, you have a look around, then you go.
1: Yeah, basically, it's like, uh, and I because I was asking about like temporal stuff. Like, have you geared it so that the planets will eventually like crash into each other, or move around, or like the stars will die, or you know things like that? And and he was saying, well. You know, not really because... Or no, because, <laughs> because people might stay in a place and say, I really want to go to the North Pole. I really want to see, like, this star collapse. I want to, you know, yeah. I want to do all of this stuff and stay in this one place to do it. And so... um like, the the idea of crafting sort of then ends up like, and you do it for your suit and for, like, upgrades to your weaponry and things like that, but you don't do it for, you know, building a home or building a campfire or building a, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. God, Can you remember the name of the um, water-related crafting game? Uh,
1: Which one? The Flame and the Flood?
0: No, no, no. Sci-fi. Uh, oh, yeah, this is really oh, recent. I, I swear n- it begins with Aqua. Aquamarina. Marina. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like Neptunium oh, so it's- or something? No, it's something really recent, right? Uh, it's been on early access for a while, but yeah, it just but it it still, Yeah, but it's still... Submarina? Ooh, Subnautica. Subnautica. We did it as yes! a team! It's like the crystal mace. <laughs> um, but that I found yeah, interesting because I've been poking around that early access and I think it's pretty decent. But... Yeah. Um, it offers something that's almost the opposite in as much as um, it puts you on it puts a seabed that's directly beneath you a randomly generated seabed from which you pull all your crafting and you can go deeper or you can go laterally but um, that I found interesting in as much as it providing the same alien environment as No Man's Sky Mm -hmm. but you are entirely static it is all about building a static structure and then reading a landscape of hills and troughs and valleys and tubes and coral that your brain isn't really good at processing You know, like I can use landmarks, but when you're underwater, it's difficult to find landmarks. Mm. So you can create them artificially. But I found it kind of interesting that, yeah, it's completely the opposite of what you're saying, but no less an interesting design challenge in as much as Mm. find a landmark to navigate by. Don't have one, then make one.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I was going to say when you said about getting lost, um, because he was saying that after a little while, like after dying a few times or after realising that you've lost your bearings, can't find your way back easily, you start to use the the way marker-like system. Like you can bring your binoculars up and then use it to sort of tag things artificially or you know um, you can also use it to like look at uh, animals and things and up find close. out more about them oh I cool get like it. a pokedex you get the yeah you get the species information apparently that will eventually like translate I into you were discovering a the species, kind of thing so sometimes you will and sometimes if it's already been seen by somebody else that particular like permutation then it comes up as saying it was discovered by that particular person oh,
0: very cool. like with the planets as yeah, well yeah and so
1: that's far more likely to happen than you actually bumping into somebody and I'm kind of interested in that idea of oh you get a sense of other people other human players in the world without maybe necessarily ever seeing one I think yeah.
0: the idea of not, I've, I've been thinking about this and I think the idea of like just keeping moving mm. is really enticing to me because um, I think a lot about Minecraft and why I didn't ever really gel with it. And I think what I always loved about Minecraft was, I've said this before, but starting a new world and just being in the world and just walking in a direction and finding somewhere. And I always really enjoyed making that first little hut, like that, that first little tiny place to stay. But then afterwards, like, I kind of then felt like wherever you built your home, you kind of felt like that was you were somehow locked there now. You were somehow... Like, I, mean, I mean, you're not. Obviously, you could just go and wander and wander and wander and keep building houses as you went, but because you need to keep holding a bloody house to go to bed at night because it took time to make them, um, you just... And I don't know, like, that. that sort of just having this expanse and exploring was always the exciting thing to me I think I found that quite zen uh, or like that is Mm. a very interesting decision within a crafting game of not even deciding like oh I've mined all the resources here I should probably leave Mm. but having to players having players go I'm bored of this I, I've, there's nothing left for me well it's there. like you have the spectacle and after that the, it's like diminishing returns in a way like, yeah I get it but I also would take that because the experience of like I remember in Minecraft I'd, I had a house by a beach and it was awesome and I built it and all this great shit and then, um, and then I went I'm done here and I built mm-hmm. a boat and I sailed it off away from the beach knowing I'd never see any of that again yeah. it was an awesome yeah.
1: see I'd really love that because my problem with Minecraft and sort of going to a new area was that you you sort of have this trail of familiarity across the land that like never quite let you forget where you came from I mean you could get disoriented and stuff
0: but, yeah but, but it, especially it, if you have a map but in the sea a it's line. very
1: different for me it's like ah. okay I'm sailing off I'm done with this bit of land and or I'm you could go find... to the
0: nether right and then mm, port yeah, back there is from that. the nether into a completely random yeah. but again it was yeah, felt you just true. often you'd just sail somewhere new and then you'd jump out and then some skeletons and zombies would kill you and you'd be back at home and it was a bit like Groundhog Day <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to be here anymore <laughs> like, I'm done with this and yeah. that's why for me the, the most uh, the most pure like go to thrill in Minecraft was always just starting a new game and but, it okay. really well slowly yeah. being like yeah. where am I so oh, cool. that's what the fuck kind is
1: that? of the thing that I find the most interesting and the one that I want to keep picking at. And why isn't it out yet, for goodness sake, with No Man's Sky? Because, you know, so you, you spawn and there's a sense that you can go in any direction with Minecraft, right? And you can just yeah. like find all the stuff that you didn't know about. With No Man's Sky, because of the way the um, the the world is built and so you don't have those transitions between different states. So you don't have like a loading screen between the planet and the orbit and the outer space, you know, you just get in the ship and then you take off and you just keep flying. And it's this continuous experience. And it's so strange. Like it hasn't stopped feeling peculiar to look back on a game and have it feel not claustrophobic. If you see what (laughs) I mean, like, with space games I still get that feeling of claustrophobia because there's a sense of boundaries still like even with when I've played Valkyrie and stuff you know it's like hey you've got this battlefield and you can see a planet over there but if you go towards the planet I'll tell you that oh you're yeah. outside the zone you have to turn back and Do,
0: like it's that, is that loading screen fakery by the way that when you fly towards a planet and then it's a planet you can entirely walk around on
1: see I'm probably not the right person to ask because of
0: spherical technology level, but basically
1: Basically, they I think they've built it so that these objects exist, and they sort of they they load in in sort of as far as I understood it, like y- you see the, the broad brush of it. Yeah. you See what I mean? So you'll approach a planet, and the 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 planet exists and is a big sphere. Yeah. And then you'll see more things like coming into view, or at least that was my experience. There was a bit of pop in, you know, kind of oh okay, like there's a big expanse here and there's like you know yeah but it kind
0: of has to be like you in start to <laughs> at some point oh no of
1: to. course but at the same time that like, you just co- keep seeing more and more detail until you land you know
0: yeah no I mean it sounds like an amazing magic trick but I mean it had I mean ultimately it doesn't matter ultimately I'm asking a super boring question no no I
1: mean I'd love to know enough about the tech to actually answer it for you but it's
0: a wonderful point of where we're at with tech now just being let off and you're just playing stuff and you go how ah, is this doing this but like, basically just tech yeah is really I mean we've really never not now. done that with no I know it's like, <laughs> how? is it displaying 32 colours at the same <laughs> yeah, time yeah yeah but true. basically
1: like when you see the moon in the like you know when you're on a planet and you look up and you can see this moon looming in a kind of sci-fi Novel esque way. That's a thing you can that go is... to. That's not a skybox painting. So that cool. is a thing. They've rendered the object. Can just... much... oh, it's so can like, just. It, it, it's just. It's the object is there, and and it's just. That's the bit that it's it's showing you. And you
0: know it, what I but... find so fascinating about this game, just as a as, a, <laughs> as an entity, is because like it's not. It's obviously it's incredibly hard to preview, as you found. Yeah, uh, it's incredibly hard, it's incredibly hard to, to demo. I think we should have like
1: three different people previewing it and just have those three experiences like side by side down the page and yeah. just like.
0: And even then, you're probably still like I don't know like I mean it's... but ultimately isn't that true of all games no uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no I know but like <laughs> but also hopefully yeah but no so
1: we're, we're, like we're... Quinn's new what? reviewing strategy is just YMMV I mean
0: I just I <laughs> Still... mean like, that would be great if that was the case but you and I both know well that often true. you can play something for an hour <laughs> and you know whether or not it's good yeah. like pretty much carte blanche yeah. Famitsu is basically the Japanese games reviewing magazine they future proof the shit out of their reviewing process with like getting four people to all review every game <laughs> yeah yeah, but... Uh, yeah Anyway <laughs> <laughs> I saw like it was like watching a mountain rise and fall in matches. Uh, you West. know I just I've no heard, I mean I get it dude <laughs> I ran into Famitsu once uh, as an entity and they were there in um and I always like again like I always kind of kept them in like really high regard because like, oh, Famitsu Famitsu because you know you grew up to you grew up to do that it's like, the, it's, but actually they're like the game informer of yeah they're Japan. like you know they often like you know it used to be that a Famitsu perfect 40 or really close to it meant something was going to be amazing and then stuff come out and maybe it wasn't even that good it was like I don't know, you Start to realise that even with four people they're weirdly just as fallible as anyone else but I just remember when I went to they were there at. I was a on a press trip for Mass Effect 3 and I was playing the multiplayer and it was me and three Japanese dudes from Famitsu and they were just fucking awful it's like they couldn't I mean like all I mean this is, I've said this before but it's a well known a, a little known secret that almost all game journalists are not very good at games and that's fine <laughs> right but these guys were terrible like they, they were just like they were supposed to be my my allies in this like and we were, we just kept getting wiped out on wave one. I'm just like, guys, have you ever like played? Maybe they the haven't, man. FPS video games or third person shooters are not popular. I know they're not, but Japan. they were also they were just I don't know. They were just a bit strange. Yeah, it was just a bit different. They I spoke a weird language. Was, I don't know. I just I, they wore clothes. I, they were crazy, Um they just I don't know. They didn't seem very interested in anything. What did it in remind Man's you the most Sky. of? In the what did No Man's Sky trigger the most sense memory of?
1: Do you know what I haven't? it hasn't settled enough that it has done that yet huh. i think it's like it's it's the first preview i've written in a while that i've enjoyed telling the story of that's for cool. sure like and i really loved the story that i got from it but that's but that's also sort of the only way that i could have written about that game because i think it's going to be so dependent on individual experience and so sort of you know
0: that's what I'm trying to convey is it's like, it's rather than being like something that you consume in a normal way, it's just like, I don't know. Sony it's, well, it's, it's, is big on this, do man. You know what I mean? it, it was like Little Big Planet and how everyone was like, oh, they, <laughs> the reviewing process broke for Little Big Planet. Yeah. where Everyone's like, ah, oh, it's... Probably great, and then but, you <laughs> yeah. Know, then I go into it going, oh it's probably great," and then I actually was one of the poor fuckers who tried to build a level in Little Big Planet, and mm. just went. This is bad. Yeah, no, it was bad. But um, but, but I tell you what, I played the top ten uh, levels that other people around the world had made with more patience than me, and they were amazing. Yeah, but mm. still not a good platformer. Um, <laughs> so but it, yeah. something
1: that Sean mentioned a fair few times while we were talking was the Long Dark. And mm. it, Great game. I do have a real Sort of sense of That from it In the sense of Like it's such a Beautiful thing To experience And yeah. so I was asking About like Will there be a Screenshot mode <laughs>
0: <laughs> And he was
1: I think the intention At the moment There should be a Space to-
0: selfie stick Shouldn't there <laughs>
1: I don't want like the only way you'll ever find out what you look like. I think read it from reading a different interview. Is another place, that, yeah. yeah, basically. I'll
0: be awesome if everyone has like in you know rust with a different like body type. <laughs> everyone has a different size dick. <laughs> well, actually, I was gonna say different size. It's
1: like body. you're the dinosaur all along. <laughs> oh yeah. Um,
0: everyone but, has a really visible <laughs> giant space dick. <laughs> like the you know like <laughs> a codpiece in the. For they've worked yeah. out the odds of people bumping into you are so low that it's like it's fine for months, and then somebody will be like oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> or just one player in ten, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. was I
1: saying? I can't remember. What I was Sorry, saying. you're no, saying that the I'm... only way that other people can
0: find out what you look like is
1: no. But before that, oh man, oh long, long dark, dark. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, no. So I think the intention for the screenshot mode is going to be a, a sort of you know, if you stay still for a while, then um the the ui goes away and you can
0: oh cool uh, that is an elegant solution to that problem isn't it
1: yeah and so i just but i that's the thing that i think more than any of the others will keep me uh positively exploring rather than just because my my digital body needs a thing I or think needs to not have a thing.
0: People should know by now that Firewatch, because uh, journalists <laughs> spoiled it and now I feel the seal is broken. No,
1: no, I haven't played it yet.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the camera?
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, you mentioned that when we were on the podcast last time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Nice. <laughs> so the journalist I'm complaining about it's you. are oh, me. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so Firewatch has a camera you can take photos with and then also at the end of the game you can send them off to get Printed by a real life. Like, yeah, uh, I went for it. I've got some.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. I thought it was nice.
0: I took. I took some nice photos. I thought. I, t- I thought I'd get them. Very yeah. cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, I would like something like that out of No Man's Sky. You know, like a. Uh, you know, it's what I wonder from Destiny, actually. Mm. As well, I think I don't even need yeah. numbers to go up. I just want like uh, something creative. But that's why I'm going to wonder. Yeah. I'm going to wonder what the response is going to be, and I'm going to wonder how it reviews as well. Because I mean, how do you like review something like this? I don't I think know, right? not. Not to like. Oh, unfortunately, I can't I'm not. Really I guess I'm you not, can't really say that's massively. But I don't think um, it's the sort of game that, like, on a on a on a broad scale, we kind of have the the, the critics to deal with properly? no it's fine because if there's enough if i'm honest if there's enough marketing mm. behind a game oh yeah it doesn't matter everyone will love it anyway yeah but, exactly uh, <laughs> like no man's sky will review well it's maybe fine It's fine. it will fine. be
1: the interesting thing where people read all of these reviews and just see like really easily represented that people have different experiences of games
0: maybe you know it's kind of you a <laughs> bummer that we can sit here discussing like oh how will the game press deal with it but i think Sony figured this out before us, you know. Like Sony looked at this and went, "Oh yeah, that's amazing." Brand ambassador. Oh, well, either like, well, that, or there'll be a massive backlash. You could it, at this point, it could go. I can't way. remember that. But look at Little Big Planet. Like if ever there was gonna be a game that was yeah, uh, but there wasn't as much. It's not the same kind of hype at all. Like Little Big Planet was like ah, oh, it's twee and fun, and when it came out, oh, it was twee. Yeah, and fun. which is why it, whereas this came out and it was like oh my god, this is gonna be the best game ever. You can do any do anything. The, the level of expectations for No Man's Sky. And compared to Planet, just totally different ballpark. I, like, I, think there, different. I agree, but I think there's stuff in common, and I think it will does not need to worry. There is, about but. Reviews. I, mm. well, no, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's an interesting one, and I, I don't know. In my head, I'm not expecting it to be like a kind of game game. I'm expecting to just sit there and listen to 65 Days of Static doing the soundtrack and just explore stuff, and it just to be like almost like a zen You know, thing. I think every but games review... I, I don't know if is, I'm going to enjoy that or not. I, I think, think every games reviewer is going to come into work and relish the opportunity to type a review that begins. I'm on a mountaintop I am alone I haven't seen another player in two hours fair cop I would have done that back when I was putting numbers on things for money
1: see I wrote about getting lost and then watching a creature eat another creature's butt
0: yeah but you're different which is why we have you on this podcast like I think all those reviews are going to show up either your kind or my kind everyone's going to put an 8 or a 9 on it it's fine everything's okay yeah i don't know the status quo is maintained but no, I'm, I'm just interested to see how how general uh, how general people um kind of react to it I'm less interest- i mean i'm more interested in the, the how it's how it's perceived not not really the reviews like, yeah not. i think almost like public response is going to be more interesting than the critic response because i don't know i mean like i i don't know i don't know i don't know we'll find out what's what it. Like, it out uh,
1: it's the 21st of june And, like, because they they announced, like, the pre-ordering and the the actual release.
0: Oh, yeah, because I saw that you can buy a model toy ship. I've sort of lost, like, not... I've, I've lost connection with, like, what people think of things to the point where now I just, like, I'm just... I don't know, like we're, like everyone went nuts for Super Hot, and I played it and thought it was just just okay. You and I both yeah, completely um, agreed that Super Hot. See, I really
1: loved Super Hot, but yeah, I haven't enough. picked up the main game, and I, I don't know
0: what. Oh no, that's it. Is I love I love <laughs> Super Hot as what it was, yeah. but the actual game uh, it does nothing for me. Like I don't know why yeah. it just feels like maybe a proof of concept is very different from like a product you pay for. It is. It absolutely is. We I feel like we're overrunning. We sh- should we? Yeah, yeah we do, should jump oh, some I'm questions. Sorry, but, let's um, do a Super Hot <laughs> question let's do a super hot call. if you're not aware how questions work on the podcast Cool Ghost we have the best question system ever uh, it's a discuss <laughs> thread on if you go to coolghost.net and get on Darth Souls you can never get really easily to our questions thread which is a comments thread but whenever we ask a, answer a question we delete it and everyone can upvote what kind of questions they want to see answered yeah so basically so if you want to do
1: this it is, it, is. Yeah, it
0: actually is and it's one of the few times where meritocracy actually kind of works <laughs> um, ok so if, if you want to do this you go to call ghost.net and then there'll be a daft souls button and then you click ask us questions and then you'll be on that page and voila but actually if you just go onto the page if you are listening to this podcast if you go onto the site there'll be a daft souls page and then with that on the Dark Souls post it'll be easy just go to Cool Ghost on it anyway question <laughs> David Hutton sorry I'm losing my mob no it's all good man here we go David Hutton asks uh, when choosing a new game to start actually this is sorted by newest you sorted
1: by newest oh, this man. isn't the questionocracy I was led to believe
0: <laughs> It's it was like a spy got I've it. started it we're just gonna, we're gonna oh. break the system once
1: oh my goodness it's not a bad question
0: though I think it no, would be no, no. okay. says when choosing a new game to start playing do you factor in how it may complement or contrast with other games you're currently playing, whether in tone, genre, or mechanics. No. Do you think doing so could does enhance your enjoyment of the games? No. Oh, does it matter at all? Do you know? What? I do, no. I definitely do. <laughs>
1: I think I find that I'm in the mood for particular things and maybe if I've been playing a lot of one kind of game I no. find myself in the need for another one but it's more in the sense of I have played so much Dota recently I really, <laughs> I really just need something small that isn't going to take over a thousand hours of my life I, or like, you know, it's that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I completely get it. I, it I, I'm I a weird mutant because I have a Steam press account which means every day oh, I go Oh, you. What's <laughs> yeah. new? And then I look at whatever's new and good and go, I'll have it. Yeah, which is why you can binge stuff without thought. But oh. um, I have to send emails. <laughs> oh, fuck or, or that. I actually, mostly spend no, money. When I buy stuff on PS4, it's a, it's a capital I'm D decision. I'm friends with the
1: RPS press account. <laughs> friends. Just because, like, because it's the friends. one that I have to use. The definition but... of friends with oh. benefits. Well, this is, a, but it's the one that I have to use. Otherwise, but at least that way, like, if if two people need to be playing a thing for review, yeah. then...
0: To so be I just no. mostly buy stuff, but it doesn't mean it. I am like, I think it's not bad. I think thing. it explains with you, you, you. You're like a weather forecast man that you're like, I think I want farming with a hint of crafting. Yeah, it does tend to mean I do a bit of research before I buy stuff because obviously I'm still buying stuff. It's like, it's a part of kind of like my work budget in a way, but at the end of the day, it's still money. I don't like it when I spend like eight quid on something and then go, this is garbage, which does happen. It still happens. And to be honest, I don't really mind because often most of the time I'm buying is kind of indie anyway. So it's like, even if like people have not made a good game, it doesn't mean they're bad. Like, it's been are bad developers. Like, it might just be that wasn't it wasn't, it didn't pan out, you know?
1: Sometimes I'll retrospectively go back and buy something because I think yeah. I, I would have bought that and I, I really enjoyed it and I want the developer to like get something out of this so yeah, it's go a back great and... thing about
0: uh, Itch.io that yeah. like I paid a few dollars for Kitty Horror Show's work and yeah. that uh, I, I saw it in the last half after- so I keep mumbling when I'm saying important stuff yeah. that people want to search for so <laughs> Kitty Horror Show actually uh, it's because uh, last time we were talking about King of Dragon Pass and we got so excited when we all started talking about that that we were talking over each other about the music and turning the music off just for so people want to because we had a lot of people asking this the game we were talking about was the King of Dragon Pass yes so great sorry we just love it so much <laughs> that we got well excited <laughs> and sang at the yeah, music we um, did yeah but yeah uh, the great thing about Itchio I'd pay a few dollars for Kitty Horror Show and then went day. back and gave more I'd play it shit myself and go here's two more <laughs> shit crusted dollars for I chose my I do that me. quite a lot actually, like with the pay you, what you like stuff. I go back and think, actually, I'll give them some more because that was brill. Yeah. It's a nice way to do it. What's our actual best question? Actually It's still sorted by newest, you almost
1: best.
0: Okay. Ooh. Oh, it's a long one. how much? Ooh, who's do you this, think... from, Matt? this is from Flexmundo How much do you think nostalgia impacts your long term perception of a game? Is there a larger barrier to entry on to play older games than other forms of media? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I think that's it I think then it has some uh, some like anecdotal stuff which isn't a question which uh, I tend to ignore because yeah, it does specifically at the top to of the page I the,
1: um, <laughs> the original Thief a while back and it kind of it held up but I just it didn't hold my interest
0: yeah like
1: I, you know I was kind of like it, it was that thing where you look at it and you go yes I can feel that this was good and yeah. that this is still solid and that you could play this for sure but I just kind of I have a sense of the experience but I don't have the context anymore and that's a problem I
0: remember Kieran uh, Gillen uh, now writer of comics but previously uh, founder of RPS um, talking about how he went to Barcade in New York with some friends and um surrounded by arcade machines from the 80s which are like you know Centipede and Asteroid and stuff uh, Asteroids was before I guess but um it's like 70s
1: I think
0: uh, yes I think you're correct um, but those machines aren't necessarily interesting but what he was able to do is walk them from machine to machine to machine okay we're in 1978 it's yeah. th- this band is on the radio you play this and this is new yeah. this is also new and then he goes okay next the year later this game and apparently it was an amazing experience for everyone concerned uh, possibly hearing the most uh, but um Like, I think that, you know, especially old games, sometimes you almost want someone to go, okay, yeah, you play the original Thief, great. Bear in mind, like, for example, every previous first-person perspective game from thief had like guns or swords in it um.
1: see this is what like the other thing is because I, I have never played Half-Life all the way through I've played the beginning bit like a fair few times yeah just, but but it was I will never get the sense of what a mind-blowing thing yeah. it was at the time like I will never understand that on yeah. a visceral level and I it will never go into my um, long-term memory as this sort of sense amazing experience I've been that, telling this
0: it, sh- it was just really good it wasn't even like mind-blowing it was no, like, no it, but, it was- It It did. It did a million things that were completely new, and it piled them up on top of each other. Yeah, it was really, really good. It was. But there are so
1: many people who who (laughs) did find it mind blowing. But I can never be one of them because. I've yeah, experienced uh, its legacy before that's it, I've experienced it
0: it's like Quinn says it's like to be honest now like most old games are only of historical interest mm. and I think that's always been the same. I, I mean I was saying like 10 years ago I thought I always thought retro games were shit like I, I don't get it when people still talk about like and this was from 10 years ago and now I get it even less when people yeah. still talk about Space Invaders and Pac-Man it's like they are interesting games it's interesting to know where they came from, how they came about, the time. But are they fun? No. I mean, like, just play something else. Games in particular suffer from this, right? That you can watch old movies, and often they are still entertaining. Whereas yeah. games are but so. How- if you go back far enough, well, and that's no. That's why that's <laughs> that's how new games are. That's the thing. Is it's more, it's like the equivalent of being like, hey, look, this is a silent movie. This is one of the first movies like ever shot, and he'd be like, yeah. Do you want to watch it? It's an hour long. <laughs> and you'd be like, no, I don't want to watch... Like, it's, yeah, it's interesting, sure. but you don't want to consume it. And I, I am hoping that we're starting to maybe get to the point where things actually will still be fun like and where there will be a period where maybe you can you can play a game from 10 years ago and it's still good I mean it also sucks that in, you know further disrupting any enjoyment you might have from weird old graphical styles are the fact that these days indie gamers will because it's cheaper ape yeah. yeah. the styles of old games which yeah. means you're like oh this is like Undertale but slow <laughs> this is like Undertale but I have to wait for text boxes to load yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: know, but the thing is I would say that I don't necessarily know how much of that is nostalgia. like I, I don't know it's nostalgia it's more. No
0: I think two the different context questions. has yeah. been
1: totally stripped out.
0: I think it's more that it, nostalgia allows you to enjoy things which are bad. fundamentally bad <laughs> yes. that's what it is and but, I mean that's or, like we talked about with Pillars of Eternity like that you know. were really
1: good but that you still have that memory of the context because you're still seeing it in that way so I guess but is, there, uh, is that
0: not nostalgia? no
1: that, that would be but at the same time like I don't think it's necessarily a lack of, I, I don't know because nostalgia is kind of like this longing for a thing that you can't get back right?
0: yeah Is I. But but roast into glasses I guess is more the
1: but there's a slight difference between nostalgia and I guess having context. Right, I guess it's
0: assumed know? that if you're nostalgic for an early era of anything, then you also have context because you are like, old.
1: But, so for me, with the idea of oh, is it nostalgia that's impacting like, it, it, to me that reads as, are you thinking that something was better than it actually was? Yeah. Whereas like, if if you have the context and you're experiencing that context, you could actually like, understand how good it was at that time <coughs> I in think that it,
0: It's difficult for games because so many games are played specifically, unlike movies and books, uh, games have this super poisonous nostalgia thing because people play the most games when they're a teenager. Mm. And so, and when you're, and as a consequence of that, when you're a child and everything's exciting and it's all new, we end up as 20-somethings and 30-somethings who just want to get back what we had as a teenager. And also, it's not just that. It's the fact that as a teenager, or as a child, you have, um, one of the things you have the most of is time. And you yep. don't have much yep. money, but you have a lot of time. So you have few games. Like, you know, people are talking about the price of games all the time on the internet because they're boring. But but it's a, thi- <laughs> a thing that people talk about. And it's like, you forget when we were kids, you had, like, maybe now we get annoyed if you can't keep up with whatever's new this week. Whereas as a kid, like, you know, you got four games for the Mega Drive throughout the whole time you had it. And, like, do you get four good games? You better hope so. Because yeah. you're playing those four games like Wasn't forever. Was the
1: Jaws Mask like 60 quid or something? Because you needed the expansion pack and stuff like that. I spent like
0: 60 quid on, like, Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the fucking <laughs> (laughs) like the only good thing about that game was the first level with Hoth and you know what we just played that same level again and again and again because we we completed the game but it was all none of it was fun apart from that first level and you just get the fun out of it as the best you can but I think the thing is is the fundamental thing about nostalgia and the way it impacts your long-term perception of a game is the fact that really what is a game and what makes a good game. <laughs> Wait, and, <laughs> no, Thank this is you simple. for listening to the end of this the It's This is simple. It is, it is literally just you trying to open fucking oysters with your bare hands. And it's like there's something good... In every game, but it's how much bullshit have you got to go through to get to it? And a great game just goes, "There's no bullshit here. It's just the good stuff." But most games, I disagree with that. Well, I for think... reasons that are tedious. Okay, fine. But basically, like a lot of old games, especially like, had so much bullshit you had to put up with. that because a you didn't have any other games, because you had all this time, we put up with so much bullshit. Point and click adventures, just being stuck on a puzzle for months because it was a puzzle that was crap. Like we just,
1: I we put the up with that. Line for Simon the Sorcerer
0: once Lee and I bonded about this that mm. we both ran up ridiculous bills yeah. calling helplines and going I'm stuck on level two imagine being the person on that fucking helpline by the way the of person like on the
1: helpline couldn't help
0: no. by the way <laughs> oh, but... you have to listen to kids like who, are, who clearly sound like their mum's given them permission to call but are also like close to tears for yeah, the duration yeah. of the call Like, what do we do with the sousaphone, Blair? I think the important thing about the the nostalgia thing is it's... it's We figured
1: that one out, by the way.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you figured out the (laughs) sousaphone. I think the important thing is the fact that you, during the process, when you're young you learn to put up with the bullshit. So things like, you know, the, the, the tape, C64, tape taking like five minutes. It's annoying when you're a kid, but you do it so much and you play these games that you just, you learn to to forgive the things. And this is why with Stardew Valley, I played so much fucking uh, Harvest Moon that when you're like, yeah, but the characterization is so, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like It's like I have like completely as a child and the same with like Pillars of Eternity and like the combat being bad. It's like you've... You've learned already to just completely overlook all these things, so yeah, it's absolutely like just you you as a as an adult if you're talking about a game which you play as a child, you have basically no critical ability to look at it at all because it's too long ago you've forgotten all the faults and you've just completely got used to them
1: well no you've got new context for the faults like because when you're saying about the tape loading and stuff like that wasn't possible to do it any faster back then like it's not like you could have put like a CD in the thing
0: no it's true <laughs> I think I think sometimes you can and sometimes you can't and there are some things where I completely overlook shit however yeah. there are other moments where it's like an unbelievable spell has been cast like you look mm. back at Sonic Adventure 2 and you go why did I like this shit <laughs> Like some points you just go I was an idiot I was a child other bit though I don't know I think it's uh, I think there's so many things that we just take took for granted and mm-hmm. we just like accepted because they, were, they weren't they were just bullshit they were kind of status quo oh man you know what I just what just occurred to me you know how um, uh, a lot of indie developers now are using styles from their childhood that also happen to be cheap right now like Stardew Valley going snares or Undertale being like NES obviously. and we'll see more like yeah we will stuff, yeah. but Matt do you remember when we met those girls like they were like 11 12 and they were they, yeah. they were into Undertale right yeah yeah what, what happens? Uh, we it was a f- me and my visiting a friend, and he had daughters. I mean, daughter were were daughter. oh, okay. but they were um, like and it was... But it just occurred to me, like if those girls grow up and make games, like we actually might get an amazing recursive loop thing. Oh, of you've
1: got like a synchrony people, of like, yeah, nostalgia. people making
0: games that look like games that were meant to look like games back when they couldn't do anything more because of the <laughs> tech. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah, it will probably happen. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I uh, like yeah. people
1: making a sort of Mario style game going, yeah, it's just like Flappy Bird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah! That, yeah, down. But buddy. I am looking forward to a point where we can actually have classic games which are playable by anyone, of being like, oh, you haven't played this, you've got to play it. Rather than being like, oh, you didn't play Pac Man? Never mind. Like, no one would ever say, you, you don't play Pac Man, you've got to play Pac Man. I'm bringing Pac Man and we're playing Pac Man. I would say I would still that, play really. Pac Man. No, I'm not. Pac Man versus uh, with the. On the Game no, I'm Cube talking about Pac-Man. Like, I'm not talking about like yeah, fuck that. the new versions. <laughs> I'm talking about like Pac-Man. God, uh, how are we doing for time? Uh, that- we're probably blown over. Let's let's call it a thing. So it's been quite a raucous one this week. Uh, there's been there's been disagreements, blood, there's been fire, laughter, flames.
1: There's been rocks in farms.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Matt's really pissed off about that rock in his farm. Oh, yeah. man, I'm gonna get rid of it, but it's just gonna take a while. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you very much for listening to ourselves. I've and, been uh, Quentin Smith. I've been Matt Lee's. I've
1: been Philippa Ward. Philippa.
0: And, yeah, you <gasps> can check out your stuff at RPS. But also, you yes. are in the next few months. You're g- being full time as a uh, person on.
1: Crate and Crowbar. Crate and Crowbar podcast, Oh, snap. I'm which is going to make a podcast.
0: No, it's fine. I could
1: be your, like, official, like, um, emissary
0: or something. Oh, please do. Like, whenever they make, because if people don't know where Crate and Pogra Creighton Crate and Pogra,
1: Crate and Pogra.
0: Crate and Crowbar is an excellent PC gaming podcast Yeah, Um, but when those chumps don't know anything about console games Pip (gasps)
1: give them what for I'll like shoehorn it in somehow be like remember when
0: why (laughs) does liking console games makes you old they're they're old I think it's because I just
1: like with you having mentioned like that we're not actually part of the generation that I thought we were talking about (laughs) (laughs) I just I'm primed (coughs) to feel old especially like consoles were part of my youth man man like pcs are now consoles
0: now kids are playing on uh well i didn't have like a gaming pc
1: until like maybe three years ago you know when i started (laughs) or like you know when i started because i played loads of games so i knew how to write about games but like pc gaming specifically was relatively new to me whereas before i'd had like an Xbox 360 and I'd had like an N64 and I'd had Great you consoles. know all of that kind Great of yeah. and so that was kind of oh okay but now so I'm like oh this PC stuff it's really new and everyone yeah. just looks at you like oh for god <laughs> it's good no,
0: though fresh eyes fresh about?
1: eyes it's
0: good it's good but yeah
1: why so often people are like so have you played this so I'm, no
0: <laughs> it's good fresh eyes and it means the podcast yeah the Quentin Crowbar is already a really good podcast but it's going to be even better up straight uh, you're a part yeah it's good be great. <laughs> uh, and then in between, the meantime, people I'll can read your you stuff guys. on Rock Web Shop. Oh, we'll you're still be still doing stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. We'll just arrange it further in advance. Yeah,
1: I know, right? With a train journey in the middle, it'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. You, you
0: play games on the train. You'll be,
1: <gasps> you'll be hot by
0: the time you get here.
1: Well, it'll be Animal Crossing over and over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it probably will. Thank you very much for listening to the Daft Souls podcast, everybody. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.